0: You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging, but it's the 21st century. Financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It's for you and me, busy moms and dads living their best life. The big question is this, how do we create time, avoid making painful mistakes, set examples for our children and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? This podcast will give you the answers. Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips and learn from the best guest experts. It is now the time you start living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shogunina and welcome to the Money Boss Parent Podcast. Boss Parents, I want to continue a discussion about alternatives to Mint.com. And in, in this episode, I'd love to spend some time discussing with you and my guest Jennifer Bush, a certified financial planner at Main Street Financial Planning, how she uses a program called Tiller Money. One of the things that I've discovered in going through this process of figuring out what I will do next once Mint goes away is to really understand and sort of review what and how you actually use your data, how often you come back to it, what are your habits. So I think going through this exercise and understanding how this program works, for example, tiller money is really suitable for someone who wants to have a lot of data, who loves spreadsheets, who wants to dig into the details. That's not me, but that might be somebody like you who would benefit from having that kind of information to give up a complete picture of where all of their spending is. So let's dive in, understand how this program works, how you can use it, what are the options and how you actually also get your, if you are a user of mint.com budgeting platform, how you can get your data into it. Let's look at uh, some of the other budgeting apps and how you know, they compare to Mint. So hopefully that will help you make a decision. Where do you go? And, you know, how do you actually um, make that decision? I was so excited when I found this. This was on a Wall Street Journal. Um, I'll I'll find the actual article. But I was so excited to find some data of how people actually track. Uh, the article was about tracking expenses, um, spending, right, in income. But I really never had, like, this statistic. Um because one of the things that we all hear as advisors from our clients is like we are like we're so bad with tracking our expenses or like i looked at my spending plan or like if we if you come back to see us once a year they're like okay well this is the time i do it and like it always sort of is that conversation but anyway so let me highlight for you what is really happening this is the reality of what the the whole budgeting world looks like um just about over 60% of people who actually pay attention to their finances and track their expenses use online bank statements to track their data. I mean, we all download their statements, right? We'll get them in the email. So I kind of question that, right? Um, Some of us get statements in the mail. So that's about like 28 or so percent. Um, Then about 25%, Use spreadsheets, right? So you could say, like, if you're a main street client, we also use our spending plan to hopefully help you track expenses. I'm getting, I'm getting to a point here.
1: <laughs>
0: a bank budgeting tool. You probably have seen that over like the last few years, banks started <clears throat> to offer, you know, ways for you to keep track of your expenses and and all of that. I have not explored it, but I've seen in you know various banks. I have a few that you know you can kind of do that. Now, this is where we're landing here, these third-party budgeting apps. So Mint falls under that category. We're gonna talk about you need a budget, we're gonna talk about tiller. So as you can see, it's like a very small percentage of people, not under like under like 10%, actually use um those apps. So anyway, because I was I was stressing out for a bit once <laughs> I heard that mint was going away. I'm like, oh my god, the world is ending. But the reality is rather different. So um, wherever you fall into on this spectrum is okay, uh, as long as you really know what you're spending money on. I think (laughs) I want to end on that positive note. But let's look at a couple that we as a team think would be um, worth for you to consider, depending on your budgeting and personality, how much time you want to dedicate to all of that. So hopefully um, we can highlight um, all of those for you. So uh, Jennifer, I'm going to pass on to you because you are the Tiller Pro. Uh,
1: and um, yes, please take it away. So um, yes, I've been using Tiller since about 2018. And it was an experiment that my old firm and I, um, we decided to try it out to see if it would be a good tool for us that is, as advisors to help clients see what they spent last year so that we could have something to go forward and do planning on. So, um, it was my job to try it because somebody else in the firm used Quicken and I wasn't, you know, we needed another option. So Tiller is unique, um, in the way that it works in spreadsheet land. So it's not an app like Mint or, um, Monarch Money, um, YNAB is the other one we're talking about today, but Tiller lives in a spreadsheet that you own on your computer, um, well, actually, it's Google Sheets, so you own it kind of in the cloud. But you create the spreadsheet, you sign up with Tiller, you um, pay their subscription fee at $79 after the first year, after, after the first month, and then you connect all of your accounts into it. And what happens is Tiller goes and logs in and, and does this um, through Yodely, it does this um, scrape or this sweep of transactions and balances and puts them into your spreadsheet. So they can't go and make transactions in your account. All they can do is view only, grab the data, and dump it into your spreadsheet. And then Tiller has a spreadsheet they call the foundation template that you, um, when you create your, your your spreadsheet for your transactions, you have their template on top of your spreadsheet. So the template gets installed, and then when the transactions come in, it goes into various different tabs on the spreadsheet. So it works really good with Google Docs. They just added Excel last year. I don't have any familiarity with the Excel version. Um, What I like about Tiller is the data is uh, controllable by me. I can slice it. I can dice it. I can filter it. I can categorize it to my heart's content, um, which I did not like Mint at first when I tried it many, many years ago because I wasn't able to do that kind of granularity. And I'm a nerd. You know, I like to look at that data. So... um, how it works is so you sign up with Tiller, you enter your accounts, you say um, populate or you know download, and it goes back to I guess the last ninety days of transactions. It might actually go farther. I can't remember. It's been so long, but you can also import. So there you can make the spreadsheet like Anna was just talking about, and then you can format it the way that Tiller foundation template, you know, the template, and you can basically upload. And I've done that a few times. Um, So you can upload your transactions into there, and then you kind of have the new system. Um, From there, once the transactions are in there, you got to go categorize them. So um, there's a tab. So it kind of works like spreadsheets. There's tabs for everything. So the first tab is like a summary tab. The second tab would be um your transactions and it just gets dumped in there there's a transact there's a tab for categories so you can create your categories and then you can make rules around those categories so when the when the transaction comes in if it's for the grocery store that you go to all the time you don't have to keep putting grocery you can just tell it if it's Trader Joe's then please put it under groceries and you tell it that or if it's um, you know, coming, if it's going to the school, it's for tuition. So you just kind of, you program those categories and you can get as granular or as a high level as you want. Um, so I really like that. And then the the budgeting feature is all based on those categories you created. So it has the category and one column, and then you put the amounts that you uh, are budgeting for the for the year. Um, let's try to think what, what else. Um, can you share, here's a question, can you share this with other people? Like if you have, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Anna. I had, I had those slides, but I'm not using them. So yeah, one of the features that I liked the most was it's shareable. So uh, maybe for example, I am um, in a relationship and I have a Google sheet. It's under my name. My spouse can go and look at that. Um, or I could share the file with my financial advisor. They can go in and view only, They can actually make edits to the categories if they need it. Like if you hired them to do this work, they can't populate it for you, but they can manipulate the data for you. Um, So you can share it with your your financial advisor or with your spouse or with somebody else. And um, you basically give access to your Google sheet Mm -hmm. and they can go and take a look at it. And um, it's really, really helpful for the financial advisor to kind of see what's been going on. And then we can take a, uh, there's a there's a reporting tool called, um, what is that reporting tool where you you can um, pivot table? You can do so many things with Excel. If you're an Excel guru or a spreadsheet guru, there's so many things you can do with that giant spreadsheet full of data. Sometimes I have to slice and dice and say, okay, well, what did I spend on this last year? You can search it. You can filter it by category. You can filter by dollar amount. You can you can run so many different kinds of reports. It's it's unlimited what you can do with Tiller. Um, and the customer service is great. I've um, When I was first starting out with this, I had so many questions. So they have their spreadsheet. Of, I mean, they have their web page where it shows how to do it. Step one, step two, step three, step four. And um, you have questions. You can send a message to them. And they usually respond in 24 hours. A human responds uh, through email. And you can actually type into any, any Google um, website, you can say Tiller money, and then write your little question and it pops up because they have such a big web presence on their website. They have all these help features, all these videos, and then people on the community in the Tiller community have responded. So if you just do that, I was so surprised, Tiller money, and then you write the question you have, you can find the answer like within a few minutes. So I really like that That it's it's easy to use. They're all based in the United States. You're not dealing with somebody in a different country trying to support this product. Um, so, I, I mean, I liked it. I really, really do like it. And I use it all the time. The other thing that um, I like is every day I get, a, I get an email that's my daily summary. So you don't have to get this, but you can sign up for it. And it basically has um, what transactions were today. So you can see if there's any fraud in your account. Um, you can say, um, what are the balances in your accounts? So you can just have a visual every every single day, you know, what's going on. Usually I delete them, but sometimes I see things that look like, what is that? And then I go look it up and you can get the details. Um, and then of course, you know, if you get paid once a month, then you can take a look and see how your balances are doing and, and you know, just manage your finances a lot better just by seeing that. So this is, just to track expenses
0: and income or does it have other like features like you can track your net worth and
1: you know you're has a net worth tracker in it Mm -hmm. um net worth tracker it's got a budgeting uh, it's got a monthly budget to actual report it's got an annual budget to actual report um i um you can actually add your own spreadsheets in there so Mm -hmm. i actually have the planning spreadsheet that i use before i do the budget Mm -hmm. so I did like a pivot table last year where I pulled the data in there and then I looked at it and then I made my own budget and then I put the budget into the budgeting software. So you can add, I think people track their, their, their mileage points in there. You can basically track lots of different things because you can make your own spreadsheet. There's templates out there for lots of different things. Um, the other thing I was going to say, there was one other thing I wanted to say Um uh, it it lost. It's, it's, so there's
0: no app on your phone that you can download no app on your so, phone
1: you use google sheets google sheets okay, sheets. okay. so you so, have to have a gmail i never G- use it on my phone i only use it on my desktop so if you're looking for an app on your phone tiller might not be for you if you want something that's very simple that you don't have to put a lot of work into tiller might not be for you um because there is some setup um, but it, I think it's worth it because of the amount of data that you get. But if you're just looking for a high level, what's happening, it, it may be a little bit too heavy handed for you. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, nerdy financial planner, I think it's awesome because of the amount of data and functionality that you get.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Great. Okay. Yes. I like that they have
0: a 30 day free trial so you can kind of play with it and um, and explore. Um, as we were doing research um, on where are we gonna go and what you know might be a good I- ideas for clients. As you can imagine, everybody knows that <laughs> Mint is going away. So every uh, possible you know budgeting out out there had put some helpful information about what do you need to know and how do you migrate over. So as I said, I'll have the links in the presentation slides here for you. But basically, as we talked, once you got your Mint transactions downloaded you can, and Jennifer mentioned that too, you can uh, uh, import that into the database. And I think you kind of take it from there, um, do all the uh, categories and stuff. So it, it 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 seems like that transition would be available across all platforms. Some of these apps actually give you incentives to join them because as you can imagine, there's lots of clients that are not going to be on Mint um, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. So- uh, but yeah, Jennifer, thank you. Is there anything else, or we can move on to the next?
1: We do have a question, if you don't mind. Um, I, it says I have been using Mint for the last few years, but we are nervous to have all of our financial data connected to these web computer with all the hacking. How secure are these websites? If we wanted to track on our own, what would you suggest?
0: Yeah. So I, if you wanted to, the security uh, s- structures are the same across all of these platforms because they all um, have to go in and scrape the data. It's a, even though you're connecting uh, your credit cards, your bank accounts, you're kind of sharing your password. So these programs can go in and just aggregate the data. So it works exactly the same across all of these platforms. They use different um, data
1: aggregators. I think would Distiller use Yodly, Jennifer uses Yodley, Monarch yeah. uses something called Plaid. Plaid. Like yeah. They basically go out there and scrape the data. It's view only. They dump it, they scrape it, they dump it, they scrape it and dump it. And you know why it sometimes breaks like with Mint and everything else is that the it's it's not on the scraping side. It's on the, it's the, it's the provider. They're not allowing, you know, there might be a, da- it's down on their system or something. Yes. But if you wanted to track it on your own, you could build a spreadsheet but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to um be very diligent with that and every um, transaction put it in the right column. I think it'd be a lot of work. But you know, people who are just starting out with their budget, that's how they do it. Or they use or they put it on paper, you know, paper, but I think it's pretty safe. Yeah. One thing to note as well, um, and you saw I
0: saw my chart like that highlighted how people really actually keep track of their spending. I feel like credit cards. Credit card companies and have gotten so much better with like giving you a really good year-end summary um, of where all the money is has been spent. Now, this is granted that you actually use credit card for a lot of your expenses. So, I I know that we have clients who you know really rely on that to get a sense of like here's where all of our spending. So, if you're nervous about plugging in your financial information into the next you know program. Um, that might be a way around. Now, what I've read about Mint and, you know, people commenting in the industry about why um the platform didn't survive is because they didn't charge money. So, that right. that's like the big lesson that Mint um, team learned is that because they didn't charge money for the program, it was really hard for them to actually, you know, make money on the back end because I think it cost them like $6 per account per year to be able to just like provide the free services. But, you know, I, I'm not, you know, in all the details of how their backend model worked and all the advertising and, and things that they promoted on the platform. Cause I don't think I've ever clicked on any links that existed in that account. I never signed up for like anything. So they really didn't make any money on me. And I'm sure there's <laughs> a ton of people out there. So what I'm trying to say with this, this like observation, a thought is, I think, I mean, as much as it kind of stinks, you have to pay for a budgeting tool, because, like, I'm not used to doing that, um, it sort of gives you just a little bit more confidence that, like, okay, they've they've got their, their, you know, they have their act together, they, you know, they have all these Uh, measures that they want to, you know, work through because to, you know, it's, it's, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to say that MIT didn't have a viable business, but it just, it just gives me a little bit more confidence that um, because I'm paying for the service, because I'm paying for the program, there will be layers um, to go through in case there's, you know, something going on with the data. So Mm -hmm. that's, um, that's kind of like a little comfort
1: level on my, on my end to think about it. But good I question. What I wanted to say. Um, the one thing I forgot to say is Tiller, when you sign up, you can get up to five spreadsheets. So if you have a spreadsheet for your personal life and you have a business, you could create up to five separate spreadsheets and you can link different accounts to different spreadsheets. So you couldn't, in effect. Gather everything and put your business stuff on one and a personal on another one, or you can put it all together. But this transaction is always personal. This transaction is always business. So there's there's just a lot of functionality there. I forgot to mention that. That's great. Becoming a new parent is extraordinary,
0: life changing event that brings a mix of emotions from joy to worry, excitement and fear. Suddenly. You're not only responsible for yourself, but also for another little person who depends on you for everything, and it's okay to feel overwhelmed. But remember, you've got this. Did you know that raising a child from birth to age 18 can cost over $234,000 on average? And that does not even include things like daycare, private school, or college savings for the future. Planning for these expenses is crucial, and that's where the Money Parent Checklist comes in. I've created this resource for new parents like you to get you started. It will help you adapt and prepare for your new financial reality. It's a comprehensive guide that covers everything from setting up a budget for your new family, planning baby expenses, securing your child's future, and even preparing for those exciting college years ahead. Yes, I've got you covered from A to Z, so you can focus on cherishing those precious moments with your little one. But don't let money worries get in the way of creating unforgettable memories. Visit parentmoneychecklist.com today and grab your free copy. Disclaimer. The opinions expressed on this show are for general information only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individuals. To determine which investments or solutions may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax professional for more specific advice. Hey there, Money Boss Parent, giving you a virtual high five because you just wrapped up another awesome episode of the Money Boss Parent Podcast. If you're craving more insights, hop over to moneybossparentpodcast.com. You'll find there detailed show notes from today's episode and even some sweet deals from our guests and partners. And if you're eager to connect with other super cool moms and dads who are just like you who are navigating the world of money and parenting, come join our exclusive Facebook community for Money Boss Parents. The link is waiting for you at moneybossparentpodcast.com.